0: Welcome to Bike Talk with Dave, the show where we talk to incredible people doing incredible things. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, we're talking Ragbri. For those who don't know, Ragbri, or the Register's Great Annual Bike Ride Across Iowa, is a seven-day ride in late July from the west side of Iowa to the Mississippi River. Thousands of people do the ride each year, and this year we're celebrating its 50th birthday. The ride is special for myself, not only because I love riding my bike, but for our whole family. I started riding on Ragbri 12 back in 1985. A few years later, I met my bride-to-be, Dee, and she hopped on a bike and joined the fun. We did miss a few rides back in the early 90s when we lived in Cleveland and we ran a camp. We couldn't get to Iowa for the summer. But when we came back in 1996, we jumped back in. And this time, with our kid, Ryan. And his godmother Janet joined us too, it was awesome. We've gone every year since, and sometimes it's just for a day, or sometimes it's for the whole week. But it's always been with our kids. They've come along since their first year of life. In fact, the tandem and the burly trailer that we rode for many of those early years is actually in the State Historical Museum as part of an Iowa cycling exhibit. If you're visiting Des Moines, you should check it out. It's a cool way to celebrate cycling here in the heartland. So Ragbry is definitely a part of our family. We'd love to go. So in 2022, RAGBRAI named an Iowa native Matt Phippen as the new director of the annual ride. So he's had a year to get his feet wet and prepare for what is promising to be a huge celebration of Ragbri's 50th. Okay, enough of me. So go grab yourself a cup of chain and spoke coffee and enjoy this conversation with Ragbri director, Matt Phippen. Uh, Matt Phippen, what a treat to have you on Bike Talk with Dave. Uh, I can't believe you found the time between, I don't know. Between the end of Ragbri last year and the beginning of Ragbri this year, it's been we
1: were going back and forth there for a while, and finally we we made it work. So I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, I I really appreciate it. Appreciate your time, Uh, Director of Ragbri. In my eyes, that's a a crazy position that anyone would want to hold, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But
1: first of all, what is Ragbri? Ragbri is a unicorn. It's a ride that I think other. States try to replicate and it's just not the same. Um, but it is the oldest, longest, you know, bicycling event, touring event in the, in the world. Um, and, you know, when I say the world with people that don't know, they're like, oh, it's just out of Iowa. And I said, no, it's actually, it's, it's worldwide. And when I tell them more about how it's 50 states and it's 20 countries, then they go, oh, okay, tell me more. I'm intrigued now, right? Um, you know, I was talking to a guy, you know, a couple weeks ago and he said, you know, this is, this is a ride from Iowa. This is America's ride. And it was like, I got chills like feeling that because it's like, it really is. I mean, when you have 50 states coming to Iowa and and, and as Iowans, you know, we fly out or we drive out of the state to go on vacation. In July, people come to Iowa for vacation. Um, You know, I guess my goal is to show that we're not a flyover state, like land here and see what we're all about. And I guarantee it, you're gonna love it.
0: Yeah, no doubt it is kind of funny. You think about the states surrounding Iowa and of course they might show up, but you go beyond that, Florida, New York, Texas, California, and yeah, okay, you're still in the continental United States. Yeah. I did a film on the Iditarod Trail and met a couple uh, who live in Anchorage, and I was in Pancake Line one year, and I look up,
1: and there they are wow. with
0: their Alaska jerseys on. That's so,
1: fantastic.
0: Alaska included.
1: Yeah, yeah we, were, we went to Disney over, over Christmas, and you know, my, my year not working retail, I was, I could leave, right, and not have to work retail, so we, we went to Disney, and, you know, I come out of a play, a restaurant, and I had a Rag Bright t-shirt on, and a guy goes, you're the director of Rag Bright, and I, I stopped, and I was like, I was just like dumbfounded, right, and he goes, we're from this area, we, I recognize you, I see your Rag Bright t-shirt on, we're riding this year, we're so excited, and like, I was, I was almost embarrassed, because I was like, he was making such a big deal about it, and I'm like, this is, this is so cool, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot like wearing a, you know. A, an Iowa t-shirt somewhere that's not in Iowa. You hear the Go Hawks all the time. Uh, It definitely has a a tie for Iowa for sure. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. So I'm curious. uh, I know you're
0: an old time ragbrier, You've done ragbriar and uh, been a cyclist for a long time. Uh, Curious about your origin story. What got you on a bike originally.
1: Yeah, so I like you know, I, I found ragbri when I was ten. Um it went through Owine and my dad was a law enforcement officer, my mom was a secretary and we opened up our lawn to Ragbri and that was my first kind of Holy crap! This is what is what is this thing that's in my backyard? And you know, I, I have vivid memories of walking through the campsite, and what I remember most is I wasn't just some you know snotty ten year old kid. I was welcomed in, into their campsite, and you know they showed me their gear. They were we, we looked at bikes, but I just remember how how close knit that those people were, and I remember vividly my mom saying, you know, here's the restroom that you guys can use. My bathroom and my bedroom is off limits. Do not use my bathroom and I'm like, I'm just trying to think like like why. But by the end of the night, they were using her bathroom because it, they just it turned into this friendship and this relationship that my mom was like then sucked in and the next morning she got up and she was making breakfast for everybody and you know the riders left and you couldn't even tell they were, they were in our yard. So I, so I found it then. Uh, I wanted to instantly ride and obviously being 10 years old my mom said hell no you're not riding rag brai. Um, so I rode my first basically rag brai when I was 18 when I graduated high school. Uh, did it with a bunch of buddies. Uh, we just grabbed the bikes that we had. We had no idea what to expect. We hit the road and you know like it was to, to be honest. It was miserable because we, we didn't train. We didn't, we didn't have anything. We just went out and did it, but that's where it kind of got hooked. Uh, you know, like I said, graduated high school and needed a job. So I found shields as, as a job. Um, you know, I did jobs that no one wanted to touch. Um, you know, cleaning up all the crap and then doing those things. I knew that wasn't what I wanted. Uh, there was a position open in the service shop and I went to my boss and said I would love to learn how to build bikes, you know, wrench on bikes, so he moved me there. I went through a bunch of training with uh, Rusty, who was the tech at the time, and he taught me how to tear a bike down, build it back up, and and fix things, and I fell in love with the bicycle, Um, you know, because I felt like I was, when a customer brought their bike in, I could provide a service to them, I could get them back on the road, Uh, but then a position opened up on the sales floor, and there was a cute cashier that I wanted to get closer to, so I wanted to be a sales guy because that was kind of the cooler position to have, so I moved into a sales role, got to sell bikes, and then a position opened up to be the bike manager for that for that store in Cedar Falls. And I was going to school, you know, uh, you know, trying to get closer to this cashier with, with my classes and trying to figure out my life. And, um, you know, I had a, a manager that said, there's a full-time position open. We think you'd be really, really good at it. Um, you know, we know you're going to school. Uh, let's, let's try it. And, you know, I was working full-time at Shields and trying to be a full-time student, and it just didn't work. Uh, I remember I called my mom because we had a, uh, a store, store manager from Iowa City who was kind of our supervisor, and he came up and met me. and. He, you know, he kind of poured into me a little bit and said, you know, I see really good things in you. I don't know if you see him, you see him yet, but if you want to commit to this company, you're going to be very happy and we're going to do some cool things together. And, you know, I called my mom that night and I said, mom, this old guy told me that he wants me to work full time at this store. And she, my mom was like, who the hell is this old guy? You know, and I told her who he was and she says, Matthew, like you're young enough now. Take the shot. You can always go back to school. So I stopped going to school. I became a full-time, you know, bike manager in um, in Cedar Falls. Loved it. Um, got probably six months to a year down the road, and started to just, you know, hit, you know, bang my head against the wall because I just wasn't feeling like we were. I was doing what I thought we could do, and um, that same supervisor from Iowa City called me and said, hey, we have a bike shop position open in our store in Iowa City. Um, and at the time it was the biggest bike shop in our company. And um, he says, the job is yours if you want it. So I went home that day, talked to my, you know, the cashier that I'm now living with, you know, my my, my wife. Um, and I said, you want to move to Iowa City? And um, we didn't want to move to Iowa City. Uh, we moved to Vitt and we found a place kind of in, in between. So I became the bike manager down there, uh, worked there for many, many years being the bike guy. and, and, and you know, selling bikes. You know, running running that business. Uh, you know, it was like I said, it was the the biggest bike shop at the time in our company. And then we started building these bike shops out west, which made Iowa not so you know appealing anymore. Like people are going out west to buy to buy stuff, and um, it was it was great for our company. But um, I knew that I didn't want to sell bikes my entire life. So a leadership position opened up in the in the store, and it was basically it was called a sales, sales leader. So it was teaching the guys and the gals how to sell and how to work with customers, and um, it was all the training. So uh, when you came into a shield store, you know, an expert talked to you about the bikes and they were versed in the bikes because they rode and they had the knowledge. So I did that for many, many years. And, um, you know, through that process, I wanted to be able to sell rag merchandise. Um, and, you know, we were looked at as a big box store and big box store does not fit on rag bra. And we went back and forth and, you know, finally I got a, um, I was sitting in my house one day and, um, a guy from uh, Iowa City called me and said, Hey, I'm sitting here with the director of RAGBRA. He wants to meet you. Can you be in Iowa City? And I said, I, I, Josh, I just got home. There's no way I can be down there. You know, I'm an hour away. And he gave you know, TG at the time the phone and TG and I talked and um, he said, Hey, we do this thing called pre-ride in June. Um, you know, I would love to you to come out and ride with us and I'd like to get to know you. Him and I spent a week on a bike together, and when it was all said and done, Shields became the official sporting goods store of Agbry, and we sold the merchandise. So you know, I finally got what I wanted. It just took a little bit longer than than, than what I you know what I, how I wanted to wait. But um, you know, we did that for twelve plus years um, with Pre-Ride and being a sponsor, and then finally, you know, um, one day I just I had opportunities to leave and go to Texas, go to Colorado, and we always said my wife and I. When Colorado Springs opens up if it ever does that's where we want to be and Colorado Springs opened up and I had one foot in Iowa I had one foot in Colorado and my oldest made the decision for us because I asked her because we have family out there I said Addie do you want to move to Colorado and be closer to Uncle Kyle and Addie at the time was like yeah dad that'd be so cool and her follow-up question was but can my friends go mm-hmm. and at the time I said you know Addie I'm sorry your friends can't go it'd be it'd just be us and she's well that's stupid dad so I said, that's that's our decision. So my wife and I committed that we were going to stay in Iowa the rest of our life. Uh, we built our forever home behind the high school in Vinton. Um, I committed to being the guy in Iowa City for the rest of my life. And one day I got a phone call from RAGBRAI, and they said, we, we want you to be the next director. And I wasn't ready for that call. You know, obviously it's, it was a big, a big commitment. You know, I was with Shields for 23 years. You know, I was the guy that, you know, got the part timer to go full time, the full timer to make this a career and my pitch was, you know, grow old with me, grow gray with me for the most part. And uh, my wife actually made the made the call. We were laying in bed one night and we were talking about the offer that was on the table and you know, she made a comment. She said, "Matt, you've you sacrificed moving us to all these other stores, pulling us out of Iowa, say yes to this." And I called Ann the next day and I said, "Ann, I'm in. When, when when do I start?" And January 10th of, you know, last year, I became the, the director of RAGBRAI, and, like, you know, I were talking earlier, it's, besides marrying my wife, it's probably the best decision I've ever made. Um, I have more of my life back. I'm, I'm, I'm more present as, as a dad with, with my kids. Um, I would love to tell you that I'm on my bike more. I'm not on my bike more, but I, I need to get back on my bike more, um, but I, I'm truly around an event that I absolutely love, and, you know the the cliche term of you know when you love what you do you never work a day in your life kind of thing. I I kind of feel that's where I'm at right now. So there was a th- there was a lot of things at Shields that I loved, but there were just things that I also I just didn't like. Where you know with Ragbrai I love every aspect of it.
0: Can I ask you that
1: question on Wednesday of Ragbrai? Yes, you definitely can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like I I think that's what I love the most is I love you know all the planning that we that goes into it for when Wednesday and Ragbrai hits and it's the biggest day on Ragbrai. Um, Things are rolling and there's going to be things that are going to pop up, but you know, that's truly, you know, there will be a lot of stress that day and a lot of stress just that that week. But I mean, when you surround yourself with the bicycle community, like they show up for you and and they they make it easy on you. So it's, uh, we're, we're super excited for that, for that week and that Wednesday for sure. Absolutely.
0: No doubt. I want to get into that, but let's back up a little bit. Did you, do you. Did you
1: know, like, John Karras, Donald Call? Did you know those guys at all? met them. Met um, them? I, you know, obviously when we did pre-ride and we did the ride with like the Karras Loop, we would always go over, you know, I I, I doubt he would even know who I was, you know. But it was one of those things. But, you know, we always made an attempt to go to, to go talk to him. Um... Uh, Great, great human beings. I mean, just look at what, what they what they pulled off for this state, and what you know what their vision was was, was so cool. Um, you know, my job now is to con- continue that legacy, and you know the, the previous directors, and, and keep that moving forward, and um, you know not lose focus on what their vision was, and change that, but just grow it. Um, but yeah, I, I had the opportunity to meet them a couple of times. Why do you think what they did in 1973 yep. worked? Uh, well, it, it had the ability not to work, right? I mean, I, I, I think in my life with, with my previous job and this job now, it's finding ways to say yes. And I think it would have been really, really easy for that boss to say, no, you're not riding your bikes. And then think about how catastrophic that would be. You know, for to have someone say no to something that you are passionate about and then this ride never happens. You know, I mean, obviously that's cr- just crazy to think about. But, it, but they said yes. And I think what happened was y- you take this on the road and you start writing these articles and the articles suck you in and you're learning about Iowa and then people start showing up to it and then you know 50 years later it's this event that you know until you you see it and you feel it you can't talk about it cuz you can't describe it and i think that's the coolest thing about rag bright and we have you know people in this our company that they know of Reggae because we talk about it, but you know we had people that came last year for the first time, and they, they they I remember them telling me, you know you told us about it, and I I knew what your message was, but I had no idea until I saw it and I, until I felt it, and you know that that's truly what it is. You know I talk about it being magic in a bottle and a unicorn. It doesn't exist anywhere else, and it's it exists because the people of Iowa are what truly pull it off and, and make it work. Um, you know I've traveled a lot and. You know, not other states open up their houses and open up their their hearts and to to these riders, and um, you know, I just. I, when you roll through and they're cheering you on and they're giving you whatever they need. And you know, I heard a story uh, last week where there was one of our guys was riding his bike and his bike broke. And this guy goes to his garage, pulls out an old 10 speed and says, take this. It's yours. just needs air in the tires. I don't want it back. It's just yours. It's been hanging in my garage. I mean, that's just, that doesn't happen anywhere else, right? It's just that small town. I will give you the shirt off my back and I don't ask for it back. I just want you to be good kind of mentality. Um, so I think that's what truly drives it along. You know, there's been, if you look at social media, there's talk all oh, rag brides, it's, it's gonna die. It's never gonna, it's never gonna go for another 50 years. And I've always said, the only reason it'll stop is if the people of Iowa say no to it. And Iowa says, well, we're done, we're done hosting this. And I, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. Um, it, 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 a lot of ways we can go with
0: that whole sure. thing you laid out there. Um, I was gonna like one of the questions i've written down is why does it continue to work and i feel like you you answered that um but i mean gosh was it 2020 2019 um the uh the director left yep. and started a new thing the same week the same route it was obviously a big kind of Kind of fiasco a lot of confusion actually yep. what ride are you going to do is rag Bride dead yeah uh, and and i'm even going to say like the register really uh you don't have the same presence with the des moines register that you did a thousand years ago when sure. john karras and donald call would be writing about it you yep. run into town and there'd be a uh, the The newspaper from the day before, and you 'd look and you 'd find your picture and there 's a Brian Duffy cartoon yes. and you 'd meet Brian Duffy and his family and ride with them and um, so the connection with the register really isn't what it yeah used to be yeah, for sure uh, at least from from our perspective, and so you know gosh this the dude who's running ragbri leaves ragbri leaves the register and starts his own ride and this is the death of ragbrai but it wasn't how did ragbrai survive that and then survive 2020 sure. in which it didn't happen
1: i think there you know the love of ragbrai kept it kept it going because you know when you when you have so many people that love something so much people are going to find a way to keep it and, and, and not let it die, right? Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of opportunities. And I think, you know, in life, you know, things happen and there's always an opportunity that, that comes out of it. Uh, you know, you look at where those directors are now, where you know people in life are now, I really believe that everybody's in much better positions. Uh, you know, I know, I stay in contact with TJ. I talk to him, you know, on a semi-regular basis. And I know he's happy doing what he's doing. He's still, you know, putting on events and riding bikes. And um, he's just not in the state of Iowa, he's somewhere else. Um, but it opened up an opportunity. Uh, you know, obviously you fast forward to, to me now, like it opened up an opportunity for me too. And I'm, I'm in this role. Um, so I think, you know, when it, it did happen, there was a lot of questions, you know, <laughs> where do we go? Who do we follow? Right. And I, I think so much came out so fast and we don't need to go down that road. Cause it's, it's in the past, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where once it all started to shake out and things started to happen, no one wanted to reg bright to die and, and, and go away. So, you know, a new director was was named. You know, he got us through. You know the, that part of it, which you know, to give him some credit to, you know, coming into that role. I don't know if anybody really wanted to touch it because they just, sure. they just didn't know, right? They were right. they were scared. Like, is this something that it even even makes sense? So you know, to give Dieter credit, like he he said, "I'll I'll step up. I'll I'll do this." And he 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 got that year done. And um you know, but I think you know from what it, it'd be really really easy during COVID and you know the. the communities and the towns that just like completely shut down we're scared of it mm-hmm. you know it hurt them you know the, the businesses that found ways to thrive and stay open are now more successful now because they they learned how to how to do it and I remember you know with shield I mean we were deemed essential how, how are we going to keep our staff on you know we don't want to let people go we don't want to you know tell people that they, they can't come to work so how do we do that as a company you know continue to thrive and to continue to do things that's out that's that outside of the box thinking of you know maybe we do you know, same day delivery and we, and we do this and we do that. And we, you know, we ramp up our, our website and allow people to buy things online. And, um, you know, looking back, we made so many cool things that, you know, happen that are in the business today, but were born, born out of COVID. So, you know, as bad as COVID was, it gave, you know, people opportunities to figure life out and, and take steps forward. And the ones that, you know, were, were scared, they, they took, they took steps back and businesses were closed. Um, but I think we, 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 you know, they, we continue to stay open. You know, we did the virtual events, you know, to kind of keep biking in, in top of the mind. And then you we, know, in 2021, the ride came back and, you know, I was on ride and the, the numbers, you know, were, were, they were, they were good, um, but people wanted to be back on, on ride. And there were still people with masks on, and there were still people that were kind of, I love this ride, but I'm still kind of worried what's going on in the world. Um, uh, well, you, I mean, you fast forward to last year people are back and you, you could just, you felt it, you could see it, you know, that first town out of the gate in Brunson, Iowa, you know, where people were walking their bikes almost a quarter mile in and to see that vision and go, holy crap. Like, you know, I felt so bad because as the director you're signing up to do a bike ride, but yet you're walking your bike into towns, but that's part of the, part of the, the gig, right? But to see those people truly back, um, was, was very, very fun. And then, you know, to end that ride with the, the, year, the, the year that we had with the weather and everything else, and, you know, I was joking, if we could have dipped in Lansing and had a Reg, reg Bry 50th registration sign up, the line would have been just as long because they were so excited to, to, to ride their bikes again.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that would be a, a good day and a bad day to get people to sign up because you definitely want to get home. Yes, yes, you, you do. Absolutely. Um, I'm curious about the route and... Yeah. How, like, what factors do you consider when you're dreaming of next year's route? And kind of when do you start dreaming those
1: dreams? We're already working on it. I mean, we're working on, you know, if you ask the DOT, they want the next five to 10-year plan. Oof. They want to know where we're going, right? And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny when they ask that question because I know I can't deliver that because so much just changes in, in a year. Uh, as we were planning 49, we're talking about 50, and we knew what 50 was going to be we knew that there was going to be tons of history around 50. You know when you looked at social media everybody said oh they're just they're going to do year one route and that's what it is and it could have been for my job it could have been easy up here it is but it was it was a day shorter and we needed to add, add some stuff to it. The other thing it, the reason why we couldn't do year 50 is because Ragbri Nation is sneaky good. Like they'd already have hotels locked down, and we'd be we'd be hosed, right? So we had to you know kind of throw some curveballs in there because our team has to travel across the state, and our team doesn't camp. We we're in hotels because we have to, to do that. And it's not just our team. We're bringing the state patrol with us. We're bringing our sponsors with us. So it's it's a big footprint. So you know I remember sitting at my table in my house, and I had a, a map a paper map of Iowa, and I'm just like I'm circling places that I think would be really really cool. And for me, when I when I'm building a route is where do i want to go you know what roads do i want to get on and you know i've always said with my girls if we're going to live in iowa we're going to try to get to every community in iowa and say we've been there right so this job allows me to do that so you know there's a a new town on route this year that's never been on in buffalo and you know it's for us it's finding out you know where we haven't gone and what road we haven't been on because i think it'd be you know the event is unique in the standpoint it's not the same route every year I mean, it'd be really, really easy if it was the same point A to point B and just, it was rinse and repeat and it, it was done. But I, I want to get on new roads and find that new windy road that, you know, is less traveled and you know, it's as a, you know, as a driver, like you, you hop on the interstate and you go, but when we go on trips with the family, like I'm driving back roads and I'm sure my girls hate that cause it takes us longer, but you just see the old, the, 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 the history of what Iowa is as you're winding through these towns and then you come into this small town where if you blink, you miss it. Well. Let's, let's try to find a way to get to them, right? So, you know, it started with a map and me kind of just putting points on it. And when it was all said and done, like, I kind of, like, high five myself. I'm like, man, this looks really, really good. But then you start talking to the DOT. And you start talking to these, these um, you know, these organizations that help us get across. And things change. You look at their construction plans and towns that you wanted to go to, uh, you know, Host towns are off the off the map now because we can't get to them because there's this major construction project that will not allow us to make that work. So, you know, I always say the the route on paper, it looks fantastic, but until you start really dialing it in, it, it evolves. So, um, and we threw some curveballs in there. We looked at the the original route. I know that I, I knew that I wanted to have the bookends. You know, I wanted to start in, in Sioux City. I wanted to, to end in Davenport. I just had to figure out how to get there. Um, you know, obviously there is a bidding process. You know, the, you have these towns that write these long you know letters of why they want to host and why they want they want to do it. And you would love if you read that letter and it matches up with what where, where you want to go. It makes it makes it really really easy. But you know. The the passion that they have in these letters, sometimes we just we just can't get to them. But we follow the letter. We know that one day we can we can make that work, and we we can be back. Um, You know, the other thing too is, you know, there are people that just don't like Ragbrai, and you know, as the director, my job is to figure out why, because I'm I am technically the new guy, and you know, something that has happened in years past was you know not anything that I was involved with, but something happened. And we, we need to find out. And there was a couple towns on route this year that just said, no, we had, a, you know, we had a bad experience, Rag Bri. We didn't do well. Um, you know, we thought we were gonna make all this money and we, and we didn't, and we lost. And we're just, we're scared of it. Uh, you know, last year, same thing. We had, we had towns that just said, you know, we just, we don't wanna be on map. And, you know, once we started to talk through them and show them how we could support them, they signed up. And then what I'm so proud of is after we did our last tour across the state, Every community we went through said, if it comes back through this area, you call us, we'll host Reg Bray again. And That's a win for me, right? I mean, it just shows, I mean, and, and to be fair too, the weather was amazing last year. You know, weather plays such a huge role in these events, and when you're blessed with 70 degrees and tailwinds, how can you not be successful? Because people are just having the time of their lives. And you know, the, the, towns that hosted last year, it was a major lift for them. It was, it was tough, but they all look back and go, man, we could, we could, we could, we could do this again. And the joke was, you know, for when we toured, we, and, and I said, okay, uh, perfect. Well, we're going to basically rinse and repeat this route again. We're coming back next year. And there were communities that went, oh my God, yes, this is so great. Because if you think about it, they know what they did. They know what they want to fix them and make better. Sure. And literally, if we come back next year, they're 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 ready to go. There was one lady in one town that kind of grabbed her chest and was like, "You're not, you're not, you're kidding, right?" And I, we we were obviously, but she's like, "I'm just not ready. Not, I, need, I need some time. You know, I need some separation." That's fair. It is fair, right? Yeah. But you know, like for me, like you can't go central every year you can't go north every year you can't go south every year you got to find ways ways to mix it up and you know like when you you take all the all the routes and you you put it you lay them all out on, on a map there are some spots that you you want to get to the 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 downfall is in some of those areas they are just not roads to get to those those spots you want to go to so unless you want to ride gravel all day um, you can make that happen but there's not a lot of paved roads in some of those areas so we we get the the route done and then I put it on. right with GPS, so we can actually physically see it. And then I turn it over to the, the, the DOT, and we have a meeting with the DOT. And I think that's, from a partnership standpoint, with the DOT and the State Patrol, I feel that like we're in a fantastic spot. Uh, I think they feel that they're a part of it, and it's not just ragbri versus the DOT. Um, you know, I want to be on roads that they want us on. Uh, And I've always told them I'm willing to bend. I don't want to break, but I want to work, work, work with you. And there's been times where, you know, they've said we don't want you on this road. We want to put you on this road instead, and we think it's gonna be better. And then you go out and drive it, and go, holy crap! It's so it's so much better. It's it, it's it's a better quality road. The scenery is better, so it, it's it's a win for us. Um, but I want them to feel that like they're a part of it, and they're they're willing to when they when they feel that like they're a part of it, they're willing to help out more and and, and do bigger things. Um, but it's a growing partnership, and obviously I was a new guy last year, and you know I've always I was just joking about we'll just shut down major roads, and you know they're. Ha ha, it's funny, funny, right? But now this year, like there's some roads that we're probably gonna have to shut down and they're, they're supporting that now. So um, it doesn't happen, you know, just by accident it happens because I think they feel that we're willing to work with them. And there was a lady that had over 30 years of regbra experience and she made it comment, she goes, in all my years, this has by, been by far the best relationship because we feel that we're with you, not against you. Hmm. And uh, it makes me feel good that I, we have that strong partner because we are on their roads, right? But, you know, so we look at the route, we, we dissect it. Uh, once we feel good about it, that route goes to all the district leads. Uh, and that's where it starts to get tough because you're getting more eyes on the route that is a secret. And, you know, mm. the the one thing I found out about Ragbright is people are, they, they value that secret so much. And, you know, I've been around people where we're talking about things and they, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, because they want to be surprised in, in January. Um, so, you know, my, my worry was, you know, when you start giving it to these district leads, and more people are seeing it, it's easy for it to slowly start leaking out and before you know it, the, the route's announced. And they actually, they did a really, really good job. They understood the importance of it and we got eyes on it even more. We, we made more changes to it. And then, you know, once we get these overnight towns locked in, it's done for the most part. Now, so we um, get them to sign off, they're on board. January, we announce it to the masses and they know exactly where, they're, where everybody's sleeping that night. And then the next step is all the pass-throughs or all the dots on the map that you have to connect and you know you have them mapped out but you still have to go in you still have to talk to them Um, you know there was towns this year we went and talked to and they couldn't say yes fast enough they were so excited to get back on the on the route and you know we also changed things you know from a, a support standpoint you know in previous years we offered um, $10,000 to the meeting towns to help with their project. We offered $15,000 to the overnight towns, but there was never any support to all the pass throughs and the pass throughs are truly the ones that need the money because they don't have it. Right? So when you walk in and say, Hey, we want to come and we want to bring you $5,000 in in cash. Oh yes. They feel, they feel better about it because that's a big lift. They know Reg Bride's going to be a lift, but then it's, how do we pay for this? Yeah, So it's also it, a risk. Like, they put money a, it's into it. It's a huge risk. If,
0: if it's cold and wet and raining
1: and windy and it, it nobody's gamble. eating pancakes or exactly. whatever. exactly. Like, Yeah, and that's the, I mean, it is the, you know, win, wins or losses. If it's beautiful like it was last year, they win. But if it, if it is uh, hot or if it's rainy and stormy, it, it's tough. And it, like I said, it is a gamble, but, you know, giving them some money to start up takes away some of those pain points and mm-hmm. then they can do it. Um, you know, there's a town that said no and then we talked through it and then they finally end up saying yes. But there's a lot of community members that are just, um, you know, they, they were, um, in a bad spot so they're just kind of like pushing back a little bit and we want to go and talk to them um, because I I want to show them that we're here to support we're here to help and and bring them vendors and help bring them people that can you know help with that lift Um, because I I truly believe that you know this is this is a major shot in the arm for some of these small communities the communities that are dying out Um, you know we this is a way for help to help us you know help them thrive a little bit
0: Mm -hmm. let's talk about 50 years which is a crazy number. How do you think this ride has changed in 50 years?
1: Well, I think it's, it's, it's been very, I wouldn't say cookie cutter, but you know, it's rinse and repeat from start to finish. Um, you know, there, there's a process, there's a recipe that you have to do and, 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 and you move it past. Um, you know, I think you know, the, in order for us to grow for another 50 years, the ride has to evolve. And I think, you know, there's things that from a registration, you know, process to merchandise, you know, the things that we're doing, it, it has to evolve. And I think, you know, I've, I've said this multiple times. I don't think we've scratched the surface yet of what it, what is possible with this ride. And to think 50 years I'm saying this because of where it's come from, where it's, it's going to go, I think, you know, we're going to building that, you know, for 48 years, like, we weren't in our own building we were in an office building on the fifth floor you know of a register building and it wasn't it, was, it wasn't rag so i think it, it's a it's truly evolving now um, we have merchandise you know i mean you think about the the love for ragbri, well you can order it online and you get the you get the bike jersey or you get you know the cycling cap but now we have t-shirts and sweatshirts and and ball caps and stickers and glassware and all, and all these things because There's so much love and passion for RAGBRAI and it's truly a brand and it's a brand that, you know, I would wear all the time if if I had it. So why not find ways to do more with that? And I I think that's growing. Um, You know, it's, you're seeing, crazy numbers this year and you're seeing a lot of newbies and people that have just found it, have heard about it and are, are, are coming. Now, uh, you have the teams that have been there, you know, year one, and they're, they're coming back, you know, for, for 50, um, you know, because of the ages, they're probably not going to ride the whole thing, but they're going to be around it. They're going to experience it. But it's just one of those things when you get a taste for what it is. And I, I, I heard it so many times last year of this is my first year on route. I will never miss this ever again. And, you know, I look at him and I'm like, and from an age standpoint, I'm like, God, I wish we would have found it earlier in your life, you know, and not so, not so late. Um, you know, my one of my visions is we, we got to bring that age down a little bit. I want younger riders on the ride. And we saw a lot of families last year, you know, a lot of kids on the ride. Um, you know, before I became the director, my goal was to always bring my girls on route and ride with my girls. And it was so I was so excited for that. And now my girls are going to be on route, but they're going to be working. They're not going to be riding with dad. Oh, so sure. um, they'll still be a part of it. But, you know, to see that and you know, to see the college guys and gals that find it and get hooked on it and are riding every year. Um, yeah, it truly is a, a magical ride. Our tandem and Burley is in the
0: state historical building, which okay. I just think is hilarious because like, seriously, I'm old enough to have a bike in the state historical. <laughs> sure. building. Uh, but we brought our kids from year one, each of them Very and cool. you just find a way and, and they still, they still love it. Uh, our son goes along with his uh, wife now, whose family are Ragbriars. Very cool. And uh, our daughter always finds a car to drive. It's awesome. Our youngest is—he uh, well, hasn't hit every single one, but he's trying to figure out a way to haul his eighty-pound dog in a burley. Oh wow! Like, no, dude, no. Board your dog. Yeah, if maybe it's that's the best that idea. Important. <laughs> For <laughs> no. sure. No, but uh, and I hope he doesn't hear me say that because sure. you want to encourage your kids. For right? sure, you, absolutely, That's it. For um, absolutely. If he, if he wants to. Find a way, then we'll find a way. But
1: yeah.
0: um, I think you said it. You find
1: a way to say yes. You find a way to say yes. Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. Uh, how's Ragbrai celebrating its fiftieth? We're gonna celebrate with everybody else. I mean, we're you know the things that we're doing, and you know what I love about fifty and the towns that we're we're gonna be in. Every town knows how special this is going to be, and they're doing these above and beyond things that. I'm looking at going, man, if they pull this off, like this is going to be so cool. And we're getting like the sneak peek behind, right? Um, one thing that we've changed this year is, you know, in previous years, the overnight towns were in charge of the concert and booking the talent and pulling off that, that, that experience. And, you know, as we traveled last year, there was pain points there. You know, these towns don't have, uh, you know, an event coordinator that books town on a regular basis, so they don't even know where to start. Um, they don't have a RegBri vault full of money for, like, the, these, these you know, these big bands. So Ann and I said, how can we give back more to these communities and help them with this project? And the, the answer was, well, we'll just take it off off their line item. We'll just tell them we're going to cover the expense. So RegBri is covering the tab on uh, all the eight overnights, And that's banded production. So we'll pay for the band, we'll pay for the stage, we'll pay for the big LED screen, we'll pay for all the lights and the sound. All they have to do is just showcase their community and find ways to sell beer and and, and pull it off. So we, um, you know, obviously we started, you know, last year as we're driving down the road, making lists of bands that we like. And we, they got to be on RAGBRAI. And we knew that we did not want to turn this into this commercial event where it's all these just huge names and it's just a, it's just a mess. We want big names. but We want to sprinkle it in with the RAGBRAI talent that the riders have grown to love. Um, you know, talent that has either not been on a route but has been on route in previous years that, you know, we just couldn't make it work. So we kind of built our list and we knew that we couldn't do it. So we need to find somebody that can do it for us. So we found uh, a family. Um, it's, you know, two dads, Eric, you know, I got two, two guys that are brothers and a son. Um, they're out of Arizona, Entertainment Solutions. They do this on a regular basis. They pull off these, you know, Super Bowl events and these massive events. They've been there and they've done it. And we kind of got, you know, through a friend, got partnered with them. Uh, they were just here this week. They traveled with us. Uh, we kind of gave them the vision of what we were thinking. We kind of gave them a band list and they started to to start thinking on their own. Uh, they sh- surprised us, surprised us in, in Mason city last year. They just, they popped in, they wanted to see the event hmm. and that's where it kind of, really kind of, they, they, hooked me because I think it's easy to say, Oh, I, I know what Bray is, or I Googled it. I saw the pictures, but they wanted to get an experience of it. And they were in Mason city for one of our biggest, you know, biggest events. They saw the stage, they saw the VIP area, they saw the, the people, and then they then said, we know what it, is. We, 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 felt it. We know what, what, what this thing is kind of is now. Um, you know, as we're brainstorming bands, they came to the table and said, we don't want to bring you eight national acts. We want to bring you four national acts and four RAGBRAI bands that people are going to love because we don't want to lose what bri is. And that was the second thing that kind of hooked me because we're paying them, you know, the bigger the band, the bigger, more money they make, right? So, you know, for them to say, we're good with these, you know, these 10 to $25,000 bands sprinkled in with some of these bigger, these bigger numbers. So we started working through that process and you know, it, has been a, a learning curve for us. We've learned a lot, you know, from uh, how to book bands because you know, you, you tell them a band, they reach out, they find if they're even available. If they are available, they give you a price and the price isn't, you know, it's, it's there. If you say yes that day, it doesn't mean you're getting them. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're saying yes to you, right? So it, it, goes, it goes back and forth because these bands, for the most part, they're holding out. They want to know what else is going to pop up on the, on the calendar, what other offers are sure. they going to have. And it's this racket of, well, if this band or this community is paying me this, but this one wants to pay me that, well, it's business, right? You're going to go to that, that other one. So just because there's a menu and there's a you know there's a price on there doesn't mean you're gonna get that price locked in. So there's a lot of back and forth. And you know, I remember talking to Ann about it and just saying, if we're going back and forth this many times, imagine these towns doing this and this is not their full-time job. So right. like they're working full time at you know at the bank and they're 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 doing this on the side and she's going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But then when when then when you lock someone in, it makes it all worth it. It's like this is exciting. And we've had bands that um, we had locked in, and then a conflict popped up, and it pulled them back out. So now we're back to square one again. So uh, we are going. We're, we're getting ready to announce the bands. Uh, we're thinking sometime in April we're going to pull that pull that off. Um, you know, bands that are in uh, Des Moines will be pretty significant. Um, you know, the bandits in Coralville is one of my all time favorite bands growing up. Um, you know, I kind of pushed for them really hard to get them, and we got them, and I'm excited. But you know, to be able to pull that line item off off the plate, and then you know, allow the towns to p- put money and assets somewhere else, and know that we're going to help them do this is is a is a big commitment for from us to them. Reunion from the police, the
0: Who, U2, Rolling Stones. I, I can't open that up to you. Good try though. <laughs>
1: um, but I, I will say, you know, like who was around in 1973? Yeah, there, there, there are there are some bands that you know they started in '73, so like it ties 50 to 50. Um, you know, the there's, there's there's some other bands that you want, and like you know, there's there's nobody left. You know, I mean, those, sure. they're, they're, those are starting to die out yeah. too. a Yeah. Beetles, little bit. you're the, getting the beetles. Yeah, right? yeah, I wish so. <laughs> yes. But no, I, I think of, you know, the, you look at it and go, will they be good for Agbri? And if the answer is yes, then you try to, you try to find it out. And then you just hope that, you know, from their routing standpoint, it works, you know, obviously COVID happened and, you know, stuff, live events shut down, you know, 2021, they started to come back, 2022, same thing, but now like it's gangbusters, they're all touring somewhere, and there are, I mean, state fairs have been announced, and you know, their their tours have been announced, so it's trying to figure out how to make it work, you know, the cool thing about Bri is, it's a Tuesday night, so these bands aren't performing normally on a tuesday night they're performing on a friday or saturday so you can land those as they fly over they fly they drive around so it does help um but the saturday to saturday you know on on those weekends it does make it a little bit tougher but man you can lock in a band that just says hell yeah we'll play it's 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 wednesday we're usually just hanging out so um, but no, it's been fun. Uh, the, the group that we're working with has been fantastic to work with. Um, you know, there's things that have happened. That we just didn't know about it and there, it's an added expense now. Um, but you know, we, we built a pretty significant budget and, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that change for 50.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So are we, so are we for sure. Yes. Talk to me about
1: Ames to Des Moines. It's a big day.
0: Hoof. hundred thousand
1: yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. All right, so, let's
0: do. Are you including like the population of I, those two towns and, and, in you that? Know, I, and
1: I went on record and I, one thing you're going to learn about me is I'm very transparent and I will, I will speak my mind and I will talk through things and I will, I will tell you kind of where I'm feeling, what I'm, what I'm thinking. And, you know, in some cases I probably should just cut my mouth shut and not said anything. Right. And just kind of, and, and learn, learn through it. But, you know, when I, when I did that interview and I, I said, I could see a hundred thousand people coming to this, this area it wasn't, you know, somebody put on social media, oh, he's being so arrogant. How does he think he's going to be able to pull this off? And I wasn't about being arrogant. It was me wrapping my mind around, we have to prepare for that. And we have to make sure that we're ready so when the masses do show up, we're set up for success and we're good to go. And I think, you know, with, with that, you know, saying 100,000, it's one of those things where if 70,000 show up, oh, God, we're good. Like, this, this is going to be good for us. So it wasn't, you know... Expect 100,000. It was previous years on Reg. Bright, you know, last year we had days of over 30,000. Uh, and when you say that number, are you talking about people riding their bikes riding on the road? Riding their bicycle on the roads. Okay. Wow. So not the communities, not that it was just actual actual riders. And you know those those numbers are uh, we kind of get those from the state patrol. Like they're out there with their, their little clickers. And sure. I, don't, I don't like that thumbs going super fast, right? Um, but then you look at what what we're doing now and the event and i remember coming iowa that one year there was over forty thousand bikes on the road and i remember walking you know we couldn't ride our bikes out of coming we had to walk our bikes out of coming oh for sure that was a super busy it was a short day day and it was all jam-packed in that area and it it all worked out um so then when i look at what this is you add in red Bry 50. you add in ames which is a, a great community and then you add in des moines which is our home you know for the most part and what that just draws in alone we have the ability to bring in a lot of people. And then, you know, you look at, you know, when we announce the band, then there's that other, you know, that's, you know, that stigma of, or not, you know, just that other thing of like, here's a band that's coming that people might even not be on Rag Bride, but they wanna go just see that band. So then For sure. they're coming now. So, um, you know, we've been working with uh, all, everybody in those areas right now. We lock in some amazing communities that get us from Ames to um, to des moines uh you know obviously working with the you know the city managers and the you know dot and you know the police and every every law enforcement agency possible is, is playing a role um but it, it'll be a major lift that day uh but it has the ability to be one of the coolest days on reg for sure
0: you are to be commended for making it finding a way to make it further than 25 miles yes <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's (laughs) we we, knew there had to be some winding. We were originally joking, like, we'll just go straight, you know, straight south and be on one road. And, um, you know, to to be fair, like, I had that on the map, and it was just Ames, Des Moines, straight down. And I thought it would be so cool just on that one road to see the sea of bikes for as long as as you can see, you know. I mean, that's that'd be really, really cool. And then we then I said, well, I, I can't have. That, that won't work we have to find ways to get to there and add some miles to it and my original goal when i when i when i started plotting this this route was i wanted to do 500 miles and i wanted to do 50 communities and mm. i had when i first had it done i had 500 miles and i had 50 communities and then with with, with construction and everything else um it, it had to change um but we are at 500 miles so, so we, did, we did pull that off but uh the, the communities did it we, we lost some communities along the way too mm. How many communities? Thirty-eight, I think, is we have now. Thirty-eight, and that includes pass-throughs. That's, and that's every, everything, that's every, everything. Everything. Yep,
0: start to finish. finish. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. Uh, is it Milo? Is that the town everybody stops at? I mean, it's an M word that everybody stops at on the way west. It, it was a town Ragbri went around one year, and then oh, the bat. like, yes, what town is that? Um, that can be counted. That's 39.
1: It, it is an M town that everybody stops at. I can't remember what it was. I was just hearing the story not too long ago, because I, I never heard that story before. And, oh, you hadn't? And Jack uh, Stu was telling me about it, and... He was kind of giving me the backstory of they were all in, and they started to, to go a little rogue. So, he, so I think Greeny pulled them off the map, and now everybody stops there to say, "Like, so they they thrive every year on." They the do reg, thrive right? every yep.
0: year, for sure, for sure. you will have to look at that. So that's that's number thirty-nine. <laughs> there you go. So eleven to go, I think. Yes. Um, I want to ask. Uh, I was kind of start winding up, but um, gravel. A, a thousand years ago. Yes. Gravel, like we would open the maps and be like, oh there's three miles of gravel yeah. like it's going to be the worst thing on earth ever yeah and uh, and then gravel kind of came to be i remember i used to do trans. I-, I used to try trans iowa and i made a day of gravel 100 miles and i just i wove back and forth over the course went through the pass through towns yep. but i was gravel in between i just did that on my own and now gravel seems to be embraced it's huge um what, where's gravel fit in the world of RAGBRAI, and what's the future of gravel on ragbri? It's
1: it's definitely there, right? I mean, I I get emails, you know, from riders that said, when you, when are you gonna do seven days of ragbri on gravel? And I look at that and go, man, that's cool. Like, if we could pull that one off, uh, we do have a gravel day. Uh, we'll announce that here in, in April. Um, you know, the the way we the way I did gravel last year, it, it, it made it easy for us to support because we tied towns into it. Where in previous years, you know, it was either the, the gravel loop or the you know a gravel section where it was just this long stretch where you know you really had to support yourself and know that you're going to be on this road by yourself or with you know friends, but you, you need stuff to get to get up across. Um, so we tied, you know, we would leave town on route and then we would dip right onto a gravel road and ride gravel for a while. And then we'd, we'd come in the backside of the town on gravel and we'd have the town be able to be there to support the riders. We, you know, they would eat and they would fill their pockets up and then they would leave on the route and dip on gravel again. So it, it, it tied both things together. It worked. And I think you know, looking at gravel and talking to these communities, you know, talking to a county engineer, you know, I asked him, what do you guys have for epic gravel? And they don't know what epic gravel means. They just, they just do gravel roads. And, um, you know, what the counties did last year, I mean, they shaved the gravel. They, you know, they, they kind of sculpted it. You know, we had gravel uh, God, maybe five years ago that the, the week before the county thought they were doing right by the riders and they laid fresh gravel oh. down. And it was this thick, I mean, it looked, it looked beautiful and then when a rider hit it and the tire suck out you know sucked down and people were crashing uh, but the county thought we're, we're, we're doing this for ragbri. this is gonna be great for ragbri. and the answer was no it's not just maintain your gravel do what you normally do stay off of it until you let you know until after the ride leaves then lay your fresh gravel um so we're working on that right now i think i have the ability and it really just comes back to time and, and bandwidth to have you know gravel sections kind of every day on route Oh, wow. To kind of spill off and then come come back in, um, you know. Obviously, this year we're not going to have full, you know, seven days of riding gravel, but we'd have sections. So I've been scouting the gravel this week and, and last week to see kind of what makes sense, and you know, it's. We're a very very small team, so for our team of markers to then have to mark a gravel route and a road route, it will pull them and stretch them a little bit. Um, but I, I do think there are some spots that, as you're driving, you just you look down a ro- a gravel road, and it just it's it looks magical. Like I want to I want to go check that out. So um, there will be a gravel route. Uh, there there is a possibility of having gravel sections too throughout the week. But it is something that I'm passionate about. Uh, you know, I love riding gravel. I, I believe that it takes you to a whole different world of Iowa that you know, most riders don't see. Uh, it's less traveled and the views are amazing. So my goal in, in this role is to bring more gravel into the mix for sure. Hmm, very cool.
0: Where, uh, where do you want rag ride to be in another 50 years?
1: That's that's a pretty loaded question. It is um, for sure. No, it's it, it's good. How old I'm, are you? I'm 42. So uh, 92. You can, I'll, be I'll be I'll be yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. sitting in the corner waving at people as they roll by. I love it. Um, Will you have a loop? I, you got to have a loop. Yeah, you know, I think I think the you know, last year we, we, we joke about the mandatory century day and, you know, people were losing their minds about the mandatory century day and it worked out in our favor. You know, tailwinds the entire week. People are averaging 18 miles an hour, like love and life. Um, if it was the exact opposite, my house would have been burned to the ground, and it would have, it would have been catastrophic. But it actually, yeah. it worked out for us. Uh, I will say we'll never do a mandatory century loop ever, you know, century ever again. But you know, you look at this year, and we have days that are in the high 80s that have 3,000 to 4,000 feet of climb, and no one's really chirping about how long those days are going to be. They're, they're going to be more brutal than the, the century for the most part. Um, but you know, one thing that you're going to learn about me is you sign up for a bike ride, we're gonna ride bikes. And with bikes comes miles, and we're gonna have, have some miles and some long mile days. Um, you know, as long as we can find ways to support the riders along the way, let's, let's, let's ride bikes. Um, you know, the, the cool thing about Rag Bri is it's whatever you want it to be. Um, if you want to be the yellow jersey winner and get up before anybody else, be the first one in the town and be that guy or gal that's there for you. If you want to be the back of the pack and just roll in late, you know, late in, the, in, the, in the evening, it's there for you. Um, you want to bring an e-bike, you bring your e-bike. You want to bring your fat bike, bring your fat bike. It's whatever you want it to be. And I think that's, that's what's so um, impactful about Ragbri my worry I'm not I'm I'm worried about 50 but what I'm truly worried about is 51 and 52 because I think as this ride truly starts to you know get rocket growth these towns that we are going to go through in in, in, you know years down the road might not be able to support the riders and and the masses and you know there's that you know that that bandit term that you hear about of these guys and gals that I don't pay I just ride but I pay in the communities and and I support the community that way uh, we got to find a way to, to fix that, and you know, we have charters this year that are completely sold out. So Pork Belly knows that they have this many people coming; they can plan for that. We can't plan for that. We know what we registered, we know what's coming that way, but then we um, get to the ride that day, and because it's so nice, more people just show up and they want they want to ride. And you know, perfect example was last year in Brunson, Iowa. We were very transparent with them. Every time we met, here's the numbers. Plan for this. This is what we know is coming, and then twelve thousand more people showed up in that community. So, you know, when you when you register this number and then you tell them this number, but then twelve thousand more people show up that we just can't account for. They had a great day and they had a, they had they had a great time, but they didn't have enough porta potties. They didn't have they ran out of food, you know, and the riders, you know, that that truly were had a band on their arm that needed support. Oh, they're, out, they're out of food so now we had to go on, on to the next town when you know you, you look over and that guy's eating his pancakes and he doesn't have a band on and he just can't, he came to ride so we got to find a way to um, get people to register and know that you're helping us support these these towns um, because you know we want to give back as much as we can and we want to help them as much as we can and, and part of that planning process is you know with us taking tw- 20 trips across the state if we can prepare them each time we go for 20 times, they'll be set up for success. But when when, when, when you roll in and, you know, like I stood on a corner last year with the State Patrol and watch riders roll by, and I was trying to find bands as they rolled through, and they were few and far between because it was such a beautiful day. They grabbed their bike out of, out of the garage, they aired it up and they were on the road, and they came to our event, they, they came to support the, support RAGBRAI and the ride, but we just can't account for them. We can't be prepared for them. And if we know exactly how many people are coming, we can do a better job making sure that towns have enough porta-potties, making sure they have enough vendors, making sure they have, they have enough water, they have enough things to go on. Um, so for, for the next 50 years, like I really wanna find a way to fix that. And I, I know that they're, because of what RAGBRAI is and the unicorn of it and the roads that are always going to be open, you're going to have people that are just going to just come on and, and, and not, not pay. But if they see the value of what ragbri is trying to do and our future of truly growing small town Iowa and, and, and making Iowa thrive, you know, for that $200 ticket to, to get to punch your ticket to come to Ragbri is is pretty small. I mean, you do bike events there, there are bike rides that are one day that are four fifty. Sure. You know, so to have a supported ride for 200 bucks and to, you know, to use our services and, and, and go across the route is kind of a, it's a no brainer to me, but there are still some people that just feel like I'll just, I'm just going to ride that day and not pay a dime. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to buy a beer. I'm going to buy some food in that town. I'm going to, I'm going to get my money back that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, how does somebody uh, ragbride do have a lottery? And sell out. Is that still the case? Like, there, how, do you, no how more, do you? There's no lottery. How do you and get a wristband? I, I
1: think that's the. the one options? of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, you had these Iowans that said, Well, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to use my ticket to then not have somebody else out of state not be able to punch their ticket." So that, that's why they didn't register. Well, that's that doesn't happen anymore. So you can go to ragbray.com and you know, buy a ticket to Ragbray. And you know, working with the State Patrol and the and the DOT, we know that. The roads can handle bikes. What we what we're looking at from a, from a registration standpoint is we need to make sure that the towns and the vendors can support the riders. Um, because you know if you you know you register fifty thousand people and you only have enough vendors to you know to food and water twenty thousand of them, it's catastrophic, right? Sure. So you have to have those vendors. Um, you know with with COVID, a lot of those vendors stopped a little bit the good news is a lot of those vendors are now coming back because they're thriving again right and reg brides their, their ticket um so yeah no lottery i think that's one of the, the big misconceptions is there a limit there's a limit that we have but it's, it's one of those things we know what we want to register because we know what the roads can handle but you're still going to have that bandit number that just are just going to show up and if we turn the lottery off that doesn't mean they're going to stay home it means they're going to grab their bike and they're still going to come. Sure. So we know the number we, we want to get to that, we, uh, is, that seems safe for us and we, we know we can support. But that's the, the fear of the unknown is I just can't tell a town. I'll tell them how many we've registered, how many they can expect from what we've seen on our website. But you add 70 degrees and bluebird skies and it's gorgeous out. All bets
0: are off because you. Still, well, you know, and it's not come. just that. Ta- it's not just the riders. It's like everybody from every small town around that they're town all, shows up. They're all coming. They're there for the absolutely, the, the absolutely party right. and the fest and the food and the yep. music and and the whole scene as well. So it's, I mean, it's every overnight town is a definite magnet for, for sure.
1: The whole area. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So are week long passes the only way to go. Week long and day. So you have, you have a week long pass. You have a day pass. Uh, you know, you do have people that will show up, and uh, I'm just going to ride today buy that, buy your pass for that day. Um, we will sell, you know, uh, passes. We close registration on, on May 15th and we start packing all the, you know, the stuff up and start setting stuff out. We will open it back up on the day of the ride so they can buy a pass that day to, to ride to. Um, now it's at that point, it's almost too late. We can't, we can't account for you. You're already here. You're already right. doing it, but they're, they're, they're still trying to help out. So it's, it's because they're, they're punching their ticket. It's our way of, if we have a spot that is running low on water, we can go buy water and, and, and help that that spot out um, you know we'll, we'll see the numbers on day one and then by you know day two if we need to react we, we can we can react um, but we'll allow riders to basically you know sign up every day on route and do the day passes you know we offer support so we have a sag service so when you're on route if something does happen and you can't make it your bike you know breaks you flip your bike upside down our sag comes in and picks you up and it's very unfortunate when your bike breaks down and you're not a bandit rider you know, you are a you're a bandit, you know. So, you know, when you have the band on your arm, we, we we pick your bike up, we we put it on there. You know, if you are a bandit rider, we still pick you up. Like we're we're good people, right? We want we want we want you safe. But then it's like you need to register for the ride. Like you're you're now clearly using our services. For sure. Go punch your ticket now yeah. and 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 help yeah. us. Um, because you know we want to make sure everybody everybody is is safe. Um, but you know we offer support to the riders and then with, with that you know we transfer your bags across the state So this year we'll have you know three semis that will um, you'll be able to load your bag in the semi We'll drive the you know the semi truck down the road go to the campsite You'll be able to pull your bag off and go camp for the night So we'll support you across the way, you know I mean I think of from a support standpoint all the porta-potties, you know, we're helping the towns You know secure porta-potties and we bring we bring a bunch of porta-potties on our end to help help with that, too um, but there, there are so many services that People don't think that they're using, but but they're, but they're using. And I was in a town last year at, at a really great stop, and there was I was in line to go to the bathroom at a porta potty, and there was a guy talking to me in front, and he goes, "You know, I just, I never I never pay for rag bri. I always just come because I never use any of your services." And I just pointed he's, at, in at the he's in line at the at the porta potty, and I just pointed at that porta potty. I said, "You're going to use that service right now, aren't you?" Well, yeah, but that's that's different. I said, no, it's not. I mean, on a, tomorrow, those are gone. Those, those aren't here anymore. And, I said, when, and we, we paid for them. And we paid for them, right? And we, we, we helped with this. And then I asked the question. I said, when's the last time you did a group ride? Well, last week with my buddies. I go, did you ever have State Patrol out there turn by turn, making sure that you're safe so you can just blow through intersections and not have to worry about it? Well, no. I said, well, that's a service we pay for. We pay for those guys to be here. Um, you know, the food vendors, you know, that's, we help line those up and help the communities do all this stuff. And, you know, there was, it was, it was the kind of the light bulb of like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. I do need to register for egg mm-hmm. right now. Proof of concept. I don't know if he's in a his ticket. I mean, he sure. may show up next year, but you
0: didn't write his name down.
1: Yeah. I didn't write his name down. I'm not going to take a picture of him and say, I'm going to find you next year, but you know, hopefully it was enough to, for him to go. I, I need to support the ride and then the ride can support, support the towns um but i think you know if we can if for, to answer your question if the next 50 years we can just you know every year every day win some of those people over that you know I've never paid. Now, now I need to pay. We have we haven't hooked. And I think what, you know one of the things we found when we started talking about the value of ragbri. You saw on social media uh, you know, when people were talking about because social media ragbri fights a lot of our battles for us. You know when somebody says, "Oh, I've always been a bandit rider. I'll never pay." They, and they, they say that in public. They on get the they media. get toasted because sure. it's like, why bother? Stay home. We don't want you there because you're you're doing more harm than you are doing good. And it's that kind of that public shaming that you know is, is out there. But I think for me, if if we can get to a point where we can truly have a number that we can give towns. I think over the next 50 years, that'd be a major win. Um, the ride's not going anywhere. It's only gonna grow and, and, and be stronger and showcase the best parts of Iowa. Um, I think, you know, like I said earlier, we haven't scratched the surface. I think we have so many cool things that we can do. And it just takes, you know, it just means that flywheel is moving faster and faster and faster. So um, yeah, I'd I, I love, and I don't, I don't wanna fast forward to my life because I'm enjoying my life now, but I look forward to being that guy in the lawn chair waving at riders as they roll past and know that I had some, you know, my team and I had something to do with that. Yeah, that's awesome. So how does somebody... get signed up for this ride and get their wristband. So you can go to regbrai.com. Um There's a registration page on there. It breaks down everything and punch your ticket. Uh, if you're on the fence and you're do I, don't I, the answer is do, you know, go, go do that. It's super easy. Uh, you know, the really cool thing about RegBri is, and I told you guys earlier, there's four of us. You know, my email's out there. That's amazing. My, my cell phone number's out there. I and mean, obviously our, our team swells with volunteers and with the town, so we, we do grow. Um, but if you have questions, you have concerns, you know, I mean, I've talked to more people that have just, you know, found me on Facebook and messaged me directly. And uh, one thing you're going to learn about me is I'd rather talk to you than, than email or, or text you. So I'll call and we'll, we'll just we'll talk through things. And, um, you know, but yeah, regbride.com is the easiest. You punch your ticket and then we'll put you in, in our list and you'll get your packet in the mail. And before you know it, we'll see you on the route. Awesome. Well, listen, I hope you have a wonderful, safe year. Thank you. Year. 72 degrees and tailwind. I tailwind, if we can pull it off again. And that was you know, one of those questions how are you going to bring back the good weather? And my joke is like, I'll find it in my notes, it's somewhere in my notes how I, how I pulled it off. And we were talking to Mid American last week about you know, sponsorship stuff. And I said, if we could just turn those, those turbine fans in a direction and turn them on full blow, we'd be in a good spot. So uh, that's the plan 70 degrees and uh, tailwinds, but we are going to plan for 110 and headwinds the entire week. I mean what would 50 be without being memorable? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love memorable in the way that like of last year, not memorable like it was so hot and I was so miserable. Uh
0: soggy soggy monday. Yes. Uh and there was a Thursday that there was a Duffy did a t-shirt. I don't I don't remember that but there was a Thursday and I mean two very memorable days. Yeah. Was it soggy monday? Soggy monday. Soggy monday yep. and and I don't know. It must have been a headwind Thursday or something. But yeah. Anyway, I,
1: everybody I talk to, I always say, you know, like reg, the, the worst day on a reg ride will always be better than the best day at work. So, uh, you know, they like, and the, other th- the other thing too is like, I want people to train. Bring your best version of yourself to Iowa and don't mail it in because I guarantee you that first hill out of Sioux City, you'll be cursing my name if you didn't if you didn't train. So, get your butt on a bicycle and we'll see you in July. Awesome. Thanks tons for your time and uh, we'll look forward to July. Anytime. Thank you.
0: Thanks tons to Matt for making time to talk. It was really fun to do in person and in the Ragbri headquarters. I promise you, it was like a trip down memory lane for me with all the Ragbri memorabilia and old posters. If you want to start creating your own Ragbri memories, get signed up before May 15th at ragbri.org. And hopefully, we'll see you there. I'd like to thank Chain and Spoke Coffee for supporting the show. You can order your favorite blend right now at ChainAndSpoke.com. Or you can just stop by the first retail location in Des Moines. It's got great coffee, great bikes, and a great vibe. Highly recommended. If you're headed across the country on either I-80 or I-35, be sure and stop in. That's ChainAndSpoke.com. And thank you for listening to Bike Talk with Dave. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by rating, reviewing, and sharing. If you'd like to support the show financially and help improve the show, you can go to buymeacoffee.com and throw some change my way. I promise I'll use it to make the podcast better. And I'll send you a Bike Talk sticker. You can go to buymeacoffee.com. There's a link in the show notes. We've got a busy month ahead. At the end of the month, we'll be back on gravel enjoying the beautiful hills of northeast Iowa in the Driftless 100. There's still time to join the fun at driftlessgravel.com. Hopefully, we'll see you there. And in mid-May, oh, this is going to be good. In mid-May, stage racing returns to the Midwest at the Three Days of Des Moines or Dreadgatze. I don't know if I got that right. I practiced a lot, I promise. Driedgatzi Des Moines. I'm going to have to get Sonicant here to tell me how to say that right. Anyway, it's three days, four stages, all categories. It should be a great weekend. You can find information at bikeiowa.com. Just click on the May events and look for a link in the show notes. And if you are looking for a destination gravel ride, the Gravel Locos Texas ride is on May 20th in Heiko, Texas. I can't wait. We're kind of tentatively planning to head down there next year. Oh, and hats. If you want a Bike Talk with Dave hat, message me at Bike Talk with Dave on Instagram or Facebook, and I'll tell you how to get one. I actually have them in my hands now, so you're not ordering. You're just going to get one. If you've already ordered one, it's on the way. Thanks tons for listening. I hope you have a great week. Keep the rubber side down and the wind at your back.